happy people. This is Rose McConnell, and you are listening to the Fit Institute. Today's episode is episode number three, and the title is, You Need a Plan and a Budget, Not a Loan and a Credit Card. And I think this is so important because I think a lot of people head off to college immediately in the fall following graduation from high school because they can't think of another plan. As I say in my book, Shun Student Loans, that's okay if you've got all the money in the world. And if money is a matter of indifference to your parents, then if that is not a productive use of your time or you fail out of college, then that's okay. But the vast majority of people, that simply is not true for them. How they spend their time and incurring a great deal of debt will make a great deal of difference later in life for them. Probably seen the YouTube video with the red-haired young man talking about what a wise plan it is to incur so much debt early in life without having any plan on how to repay it. And it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. But in addition to the idea of having all of this debt at such an early point in one's life, there's also the issue of what you will learn in college and whether or not what you are learning is actually preparing you for that next step in your life that that you have planned for yourself and that's why it's so important to have a plan recently i was watching a little bit of tv and i was seeing the the restaurant impossible show and there was a woman on there renee who just had the filthiest stinkiest restaurant in the world who knows why that thing had never been shut down and she's crying and asking for robert's help and throwing herself on his mercy and stuff And I frankly didn't feel very sorry for her. I mean, she was saying, oh, but I have these four kids and, you know, I have a degree in business and I wanted to run a restaurant. And I thought, well, what the deuce does having a degree in business have to do with running a restaurant? It really has nothing to do with it at all. Now, my sister and her husband run a restaurant in a hotel. He's a chef and she does restaurant management and she food service and all of this sort of thing, catering and flower arranging. I mean, She spent a long time training in a lot of tasks associated with running a restaurant, and he took years of training uh, for running a kitchen in a hotel. So between the two of them, they had a great deal of training in the particular requirements that were needed to run their business. But having a degree in business doesn't strike me as having anything to do with running a restaurant. And her image of having a degree in business seemed to be sort of that she would kind of get to boss people around and they were kind of supposed to do what she said. But since she didn't really have any idea really what would they were supposed to do in order to be productive as restaurant employees, the whole thing was a complete failure. And the restaurant was filthy, the food was disgusting, and everybody seemed to be unhappy. And my point in sharing that anecdote with you is to say that A general degree in business may not prepare you for doing any kind of business whatsoever. And if you think, well, I would like to do business, then probably your first and best option is to get involved in sales because there isn't any business that is operating that doesn't involve sales. 
and you will learn a great deal about business and customer needs and meeting customer needs and budgeting and the value of the time you spend if you work in sales. So if you're thinking about, well, I think I'll go to college and then I'll major in business because I think I want to work in business, that's probably not a well thought out plan. If you're interested in pursuing a specific program such as hotel and restaurant management, again, it would behoove you to work in a hotel or to work in a restaurant prior to engaging on that program. Again, I remember a couple years ago when I spoke with a young woman who degree in hotel and restaurant management, and I asked her if she was working for one of the hotels here in Atlanta, thinking there were so many opportunities here, and she said no, because once she had graduated, she realized that people who work in the hotel and restaurant business have to work on holidays and weekends, and she liked to spend the holidays and weekends with her family, and I thought, oh my goodness, You went through the University of Georgia. You spent four or more years in all of your family's money getting a degree in a very particular form of business that you have no interest in working in. And at the time I met her, she wasn't working at all. And it may well be that her family can afford for her not to go to work, and she may not go to work, and that's her business, and a decision that people can make. But if that is not something that you want to have happen to you is that you go through a degree program and then you come out and you find there's aspects of the work that make it distasteful to you, then it would behoove you to spend some time working in that area prior to going to college and focusing on that area. And so if you think you want to be a nurse, perhaps you can get a job working in a hospital. There's lots of non-nursing positions in hospitals. You can certainly volunteer in a hospital. You can find a job either paid or unpaid of some type working in a hospital and get a sense of what it's like to work in a hospital if you think, yes, I think I want to pursue a nursing degree. Point is, is that taking some time off prior to going to college when you've graduated from high school gives you a chance to learn something about being in the working world, to actually get some on-the-job experience, find out some things that you're good at, find out some things that you're interested in. You may discover a world of opportunities that you didn't know existed and discover that you don't actually need a college degree to pursue the things that you're interested in. You may find that your employer pay for a significant portion of your educational expenses. Many, many major employers such as Chick-fil-A or UPS or Amazon do have some sort of education assistance program. So you may find that by working, you are able to tap into your employee benefits and significantly reduce the cost of your education. So that again is a reason for you to spend some time working once you get out of high school and before you enter college. I would encourage you if you think you have a field that you're particularly interested in, Try and work in that field and find out what's going on in that field. And if you don't have anything that you're particularly interested in, then try to work with an employer who provides you some educational benefits. So in case you need some remedial education, you can get that remedial education at that time. And you can be working to create a plan for yourself for your next step, whether that's going to be technical college, whether that's going to be on-the-job training, or whether that's going to be a college degree you're going to be working and bringing in an income 
so that you could, while you're making a plan for yourself, as opposed to being in college and going into debt and still not having a plan. One challenge I want to acknowledge that you're probably facing is if Dave Ramsey is to be believed, and I believe Dave Ramsey, I think he's a very trustworthy person, 70% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. That's seven out of 10 families are living paycheck to paycheck. The reason I'm mentioning that to you, that means the likelihood that your family is living paycheck to paycheck is very high. The majority of families are doing so. And if you're listening to this podcast because you're thinking, well, my family can't pay all of my educational expenses and I'm looking as to how I can afford to get additional education that I can afford, the likelihood is that your family is in this paycheck-to-paycheck group. Further, the majority of Americans would have to sell something to be able to pay a $500 unanticipated expense. $500 is not much money, and that the majority of Americans don't have their ability to access that much cash speaks poorly of our ability to live within our means. And I don't want to criticize your personal family members. It's not a question of personal criticism, but it's a question of coming to the terms with how we currently deal with money and debt in our society and my perspective is it's not in a healthy way. The reason that I'm stressing this so much and has stressed this from the beginning is that people are normalizing student loan debt and this is just treated as the right thing to do and the reasonable thing to do is to go into a great deal of debt in order to undertake your education. If you come out of a family that does not have a budget and is not living within its means, perhaps is using credit cards to put an ordinary expense or utility bill, they run out of money before the next paycheck comes in, then you probably haven't developed a healthy relationship with money. And before you take on debt, I am encouraging you with every fiber of my being to learn about money, learn about a budget, learn to think about and for yourself and to make a plan for yourself prior to going into debt. Because the truth of the matter is, and I've said this before, and I'm probably going to say it every podcast, you will be expected to repay that debt. For some reason, people believe that they're not going to have to repay the debt. And they think there are all these loan forgiveness programs and they're going to benefit for all these loan forgiveness programs. And I talk in my book about all the exceptions to the loan forgiveness programs and how many years of on-time full payments you have to make in order to benefit from the loan forgiveness programs. So if that's your sort of vague idea is that, well, I'll have the benefit of these loan forgiveness programs and I won't really have to pay this money back, that is simply incorrect. There's no reason to think that that is true for you. And many, many people are suffering financial hardship today because that was their idea of how they were going to manage their cost their college debt. I think what college does offer young people graduating from high school is structure. It's waiting there. It's a structure that you're familiar with. 
of classes and tests. You'll be with your peer group, maybe not the same people that you've been with for the last 12 years or so, but you'll be with a peer group. And so you'll have a built-in social network. And the idea of not going to college can be frightening because you think, well, what would I do with my time if I didn't go to college? I will say that in my book, Sean Student Loans, that I have a whole chapter devoted to exercises that you can take. Some are free, some are very low-cost alternatives. They're online programs that you can start to use to figure out how to structure your time. This is going to be a challenge for you for your whole life. This is not something that you can avoid forever. When you go to college, you're going to have significantly less structure than you have in high school. When you go and work on a job, you're going to have less structure than you have in college. And so the sooner you can begin the process of structuring your own time and structuring your own life and deciding on your own priorities, the better off you're going to be. Once again, I'm I'm pushing that book. I'm suggesting to you that you, you need to, first of all, not make your situation worse by taking on debt without a plan. And secondly, really spend some time working and creating a plan for yourself before you head off to college. I think that's going to be the most important step that you can take that is going to allow you to understand money, to avoid debt, and to get off to a really good start in college if it turns out that college is the right step, next step for you. I don't necessarily think that college is the right next step for for many people. I think there are many good educational options that don't involve getting a a college degree. And we're going to be talking about, I've talked about several of those in in my book, Um, but I'm going to be talking with some people here in the upcoming podcast who have used different programs to create a professional life for themselves and that doesn't involve going to a four-year or in this case, oftentimes a six-year college. So that's today's podcast is you need a plan and a budget not a loan and a credit card and for heaven's sakes don't get a credit card you don't need a credit card you shouldn't have a credit card there's nothing that you can do with it that will ever be good for you when you're a teenager or when you're in college it can only make your life worse later and I don't think I had a credit card until I was I don't know maybe 28 years old I think I probably had a credit card which is about the right time you I'm not saying never get one but I'm saying you don't need one now and it's much more likely to do you harm than it is to do you any good so don't do that before I close today I want to say a little bit about what I'm suggesting for you here about needing a plan and a budget. I understand that the structure that you need in your life for getting the education that you need after high school and launching into a career is not provided for you. And I'm sorry about that. That is not a situation of your making. That is simply the way the world is here in the U.S. right at the moment. If you were living in Europe, there would be a two-track program where people would either go into a vocational technical area where the work is skilled and appreciated or people would be going on in an academic academic world. That's not the situation that we have here in the states and so if you are not inclined to go to college then the burden much more falls on you to create a structure for yourself. 
as I said at the beginning of the podcast, 70% of the families in in the U.S. are living paycheck to paycheck. So the chances are that you are in the majority of the situation with a family that has a very tight financial situation. If you visit our show notes pages, I'm going to give you some tips there that I can't put on a podcast because they really work much better in writing than they do in a audio format. But I'm going to give you some tips on budgeting. I'm going to give you some initial tips on on how you might go about starting to develop a plan for yourself if you don't have a plan. And these are the kinds of things that really does, don't communicate well in an audio format. But please sign up for our email list at www.fit.institute. Please visit our show notes page. I'm going to have additional content there that is not contained within the podcast. If you find this con- content valuable, I hope that you will consider subscribing on iTunes. I hope you will also submit comments or questions to us at www.fit.institute of ideas that you would like to see addressed in in future episodes. I'm striving to make this valuable for the people who are listening. One thing that I'm planning on doing is bringing on people who have either graduated from college with little or no debt or pursued a non-technical or excuse me a non-degree career path. And there are a lot of people out there doing that and I want to give you an opportunity to hear from them about what they found and what they're doing and what their experience is. New episodes of the podcast come out on Mondays and Thursdays, and this first season is devoted to addressing the risks of student loans and looking at alternative educational paths. Season two is going to be dealing with debtors already in distress, student debtors who have graduated or not graduated and have unmanageable debt, and exploring the alternatives for discharging that debt, including the possibility of discharging it in bankruptcy. Please visit our site. Please sign up for our email list at www.fit.institute. Net, oh, no, even I don't get it right. www.fit.institute. Please sign up on iTunes. Thank you again for listening today. I look forward to getting to know you better. I hope that I'm providing content that is valuable to you. That is my interest in putting this out for you. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll be in touch soon.